Hi, this is Marcia for loveyourcreativity.com and today's interview is with Ryan Locke, Being Your Own Publicist. He gives some really great advice, very much aimed at creative people about how to get into the right mindset and how to market their events, whether you're an actor or a painter or a musician. So really some great takeaways from this. Hope you enjoy it. So hello, everybody. This is Marisha. And today I am interviewing Ryan Locke, who has written an incredible ebook called Be Your Own Publicist. So hello, Ryan. Hi, Marissa. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I have to say, this is also the very first time I've tried uh, recording a Skype call. So it's all very exciting because you're in Canada. Whereabouts? I'm actually in Calgary, which is in Alberta. Oh, OK, fine. Well, I mean, obviously, I know you're from London and then you moved to Ibiza and now you're off in Canada. So you're certainly not getting stuck anywhere boring, are you? I'm not, but I've got to admit the time difference is uh, it can be challenging. But no, it's, it's, lovely to, uh, it's lovely to be here. It's a great country. Yeah, no, it is. I did some shows out there actually a few years ago. I loved, loved Canada and I loved Canadians, particularly the men. They're probably the nicest people I've ever come across, actually. I mean, even, even customs kind of asked me how my day was. Which oh, well. Wow. was quite nice. Yes, that is very nice, actually. Just shows how... Yeah, that's just thing they're really... I mean, one shouldn't generalise and say the Canadian people, but I thought they were wonderful, actually. I always knew you as a PR person, obviously. Yeah. And so talk to me about, very briefly, from going from being a PR in London to mm-hmm. writing this book which i have to say i've looked at and i've already started i'm finding it really valuable so uh, well done for kind of really getting into the mindset of what we need so how did you go from london to here basically well um firstly thank you for the kind words i really appreciate that um it's a bit of a funny story i lived in london for six years Mm -hmm. i started a business in pr in my early 20s um, I had the kind of mindset of I can either be self-employed or unemployed, so I went to self-employed. I started a business in PR, um, sought out some you know great people who were already successful, and um, picked their brains about what to do. Mm-hmm. And then you know, fast forward a few years, I kind of started to really rediscover um, my love of like the way the mind works, um, spiritual things, uh, and and just sort of you know really trying to understand the way the way clients were getting results in their lives and I started to move more into consultancy so rather than for example me doing the work for them I was getting taken on a lot to you know go into agencies and give them ideas or kind of help them with strategies and then with my private clients I was you know I was sort of I ended up really coaching them um and you know be your own publicist it's really the kind of the realization that the way you think will affect everything that you do in your life and business Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, for, for me personally, um, what I found was that I, you know, I, I could give clients, you know, PR strategies or marketing strategies, but if they were still running, you know, negative beliefs that were holding them back, for example, then the strategies just didn't work. So I think especially for creative people, you know, we have such a love for what we do and we really, we're so involved in whatever our art is. But, you know, as I, as I said to somebody last week, I think, promoting yourself is probably the best crash course in personal development you can ever do because it tends to push all your buttons well it's certainly the scariest i know it's all very well but then when you go okay i've written the show now it's on oh <laughs> exactly. god have i got to speak to someone in pr or do i really have to call a newspaper up and talk yeah. to them Ugh. oh it's ter- it's terrifying i yeah. mean i you know the irony is i mean i kind of well, not the irony, I suppose, but um, everything in the program, you know, I did myself and I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but everything in Be Your Own Publicist is things I've done to have my work 
featured around the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it, you know, I've, I've used all the, st- the strategies with my clients and things like that. So I guess to answer your question, how did I come from living in London? I just kind of, to be honest with you, I wanted to change the scenery. I'd lived there, you know, like I said, about six years. And I was really kind of coming into this, you know, this kind of new chapter in my life. And I really wanted to move to Ibiza. Um, I'd been going there since I was a kid. So I just thought, you know, what the heck, I'll go. And I spent, you know, about nine months uh, just really studying, reading, taking courses, obviously online, uh, getting coached and things like that. And, you know, I kind of created something that I wanted to be able to kind of give people something that was almost like my way of saying, here's everything I've done that's worked for me. Yeah, well, I have to say, I've, I've read all of it. And then I've now I've gone back to the beginning and I've gone... Oh, God, I've really got to think about my perfect client. Because what you've asked are such specific questions that it really is making me look at what it is I'm trying to do, either as an actor or indeed as a blog and podcaster. And it's made me... It's, it's, in some ways, it's raised more questions than I'm ready to answer yet, if you know what I mean. So I've got to spend some serious time sitting and thinking about this, really. Which is good. I guess you need to do that. Especially because I know your course is very much about building your brand and really thinking about your brand, which, of course, is so important. Well, I think, you know, going back to what you said about, you know, the, the asking of specific questions, you know, some of it, it, it is very kind of, wow, I have to really sit down and think about this because I, I initially wrote one draft of it and it was very kind of short and punchy um, and it was like me giving people, you know, like PR advice that mm-hmm. I'd learned. And I reread it and I took a really honest look at it and I thought, you know what, this actually isn't really the best of me. I can give more. And what I what I do with my private clients is... You know, I do do lots of mindset coaching with them about things like, you know, okay, so who's your ideal listener or buyer or client or, you know, reader or anything like that. And then, you know, we do go into things like, you know, okay, what beliefs, you know, might be holding that are actually keeping you from having what you want. So sometimes I think, you know, I almost want to reassure people in a way, like it's not meant to be read like a book. You know, it is meant to be kind of, you know, you can go through it from start to finish or you can go to the contents and you could find, I don't know, a section about your image or how to network properly or, you know, holding holding yourself back and how to sort of deal with that. So I'm glad that you're getting something from it. Yeah, no, I really am. So our listeners, we do have listeners, um, uh, I, I actually did, uh, I did a, an interview this morning with someone you know, Ken Collard. The oh, actor. I love- yeah, I know, Ken is great. And uh, anyway, so having... Spoke, spoken to him and I did pop his uh, interview up pretty quickly within I think it's only been up two hours and I've already had like 30 people have a listen oh. so uh, yeah it's a bit like um, so there's definitely listeners out there and I've yet to kind of really plug it so you have uh, what is some really great advice to start off with you'd give a creative who's about to launch a product of theirs be it a painting exhibition or a, a show or an album so I think you know, the best piece of advice I could really give to somebody is you've got to really, you've got to decide to really make it a priority for you. And what I mean is, you know, it's so easy to say, I'm going to promote my show or I'm going to promote my exhibition or I'm going to do my, do my book launch or whatever, but actually really commit to making this a priority. So, you know, sit down and actually take the time and set goals. You know, how many people do you want there? How many people do you want buying your book? Um, what kind of person do you want coming to your exhibition? I think that's a really important piece of advice I was given by a coach, is that it's very easy to be gentle and just say, I want to fill the room with people, okay? But ultimately, 
the more vague you are with who you want to attract, the more vague you, people you will attract, if, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I've just realised my laptop's not plugged in. <laughs> it's fine, nothing has crashed yet. But why don't we just hold on one little second while I actually plug said thing in, just in case it all goes horribly wrong. So, yes, talk to me, Brian. I think, you know, you know, once you're kind of, you know, get really clear about the kind of people you want at your exhibition or your play. Okay. Uh, so when you've got the specific idea of who you want, is that then for you to say, then say, I say this having read your course, once you know who you want, you then go after them in a focused, Ryan Locke-branded way? Yes, I love the idea of doing things in a Ryan Locke way. Um <laughs> Yeah, to expand on that, I mean, I think, you know, the reason knowing exactly who you want there is so helpful is because once you're clear on who that person is, you can then get clear on how to market your product or event or service to them. So, for example, I don't know, if, you know, if your kind of, your art exhibition is aimed at people, you know, of a certain age, of a certain background, that kind of thing, you know exactly what kind of things to say to them in your marketing materials. And actually, you know, it's much easier than we think, you know, I always say to people, you know, if you've, if you've got a friend of yours who's like your ideal client or your ideal listener, reader, buyer, whatever, literally sit down and write, write out a description of them, you know, on a piece of paper. And, then, you know, you could even say to them, you know, what would make you want to come to an exhibition? What kind of words would you want to hear? What would you want to get from it? So I think, you know, once you're clear on who you want there, and I mean this in any sense, but I'm just using, you know, an exhibition. Yes, of course. Done that. I think it's really important to. You've got to be fully behind what you're doing. Uh, I think you know you've got to really make sure that you know you do believe in yourself 100 percent because ultimately, you know, you should be your own best publicist if that makes sense. Yes, that does make sense. And I'm just thinking now about what you've said. Presumably, if you really do know what who you're going after, then it's therefore in terms of actually being your own publicist and speaking to local press or the correct bloggers or podcasters or radio stations or TV or networks, etc., then I suppose your path is a bit clearer because you've managed to clear a path out about who you're after. So you've got a very, I guess, a, I guess following your process, you've now got a very specific message and a very focused message, which I guess is probably easier to sell, maybe? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I remember when I was working in, in London and I... You know, like many people do when they're new in business, I took on anybody who wanted PR consultancy or wanted help with their strategy. And to be honest with you, probably half of them didn't didn't work. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to them or me. I just mean we weren't a good fit. And it wasn't until I really got clear on who I'm good with helping, which is creative people, um, and the way they think, you know, resonated with me, that things we really took off for me. So I suppose when you're doing, you know, a launch of any kind exactly what you said the clearer you can be on who you want there and how to get them you know you're going to get much better results because you will still get people interested who don't fit that maybe profile but having that clarity will kind of come through in in everything that you do and i think it's incredibly beneficial yeah what do you say to yourself or to your client <laughs> let's rephrase that what <laughs> do you say to yourself or to your clients when they've had like a failure or I, know, I don't know how they perceive or define that, but, you know, how do you suggest people pick themselves up if projects haven't worked as well as they'd like? I mean, I, lo I love that question. Um, 
I think, you know, I'll be really honest, the first thing is to really, really acknowledge how you feel, actually. Um, it's really important to say, you know, actually, yeah, I am really disappointed, because the first step in moving through anything is becoming conscious of it. So I would suggest, you know, allow yourself to be irritated or disappointed or frustrated, but then, you know, once you've kind of calmed down, reframe the situation. So just to give you an example, in my personal life, you know, Everything I say to people is something I've done. You know, I'm, I'm a really big believer in that. You, you can only really, you know, you can only really pass on things that you've done that work. Yeah. Um, something that happened in my personal life recently, I was contacted by a website in New York, um, and it was, you know, oh, we love your work. We'd love you to write an article for our readers um, about how to get PR for themselves and their business. So I was, you know, really excited. And he said, you know, I'd like you to write an exclusive piece this long. And I basically blocked out... Um, part of my morning, put aside client work and wrote this piece, high-res images, everything you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Sent it off, really excited. And um, I didn't hear back, and, and I emailed him two days before it was supposed to go live, and I said, oh, hi, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, you've got the piece and it was okay. And I got a message back going, hi, Ryan, my friend who is a publicist thinks it will hurt her business if we promote you, can't run it, sorry, good luck. And wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be really honest with you, you know, I was really irritated because I felt, hey, this person's approached me, you know, asked me to do this thing, I spent all this time doing it, and as you can imagine, it was mildly frustrating. So, after, you know, acknowledging that I was irritated, I thought to myself, okay, cool, so this is a good opportunity for me to walk my talk, right? Um, and I reframed the situation, so I sat there and thought, okay... You know, I now have a piece that is full, fully written with great images. Uh, so I changed the, the title and I changed who it was applicable to. And I actually had it um, picked up by uh, a website with a bigger readership that was much closer to who my ideal clients were. So I guess, you know, I, I guess I would say to people, you know, the first thing, you know, acknowledge that you're annoyed. You know, you're allowed to be frustrated with humans. <laughs> But the second thing Yeah, that is, was that was the cat. Are you sure? <laughs> that was the cat. Um, I think the second step is, you know, reframe it. You know, pick yourself up. Okay, cool. So I'm annoyed about this, but what have I got from it? What can I use now to take me forward? I don't know. You might have been rehearsing for a play that didn't, didn't get, uh, didn't ever launch, or, you know, you might have created something that didn't get picked up, but you've still, you've still gone through a process where you will have learned things and you will have created something. I think once you've sort of, you've found what that is, or you've, you know, you've started the process of looking for it, ask yourself, what can I now do to make this frustration work for me? My version of that was, you know, I just thought, okay, I'm not going to sit here and get annoyed. I'm just going to change the title. I'm going to change the content. And I went through all of my journalist contacts and I, you know, I pitched it to them. Um, so yeah, you know, really understand that it might be frustrating now, but you, you can make it work for you. I like the fact you've, A, as you said, you've repositioned things, but then you've just said, what was you said? I went through all my contacts and basically sold the idea. So I like yeah. the fact it's a very active response of yours as well. I mean, I think, you, you know, it's very easy to, to want things to happen or to wish for things to happen or, you know, to sort of sit there and, you know, with arms folded and say, you know, why is no one writing about my project? But ultimately, you know, like I say in my programme, you only get results from things that you do. So in that situation, I had a choice. I could either sit there and be annoyed <laughs> which I did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but <laughs> not going to lie, but, you know, how I made it work for me, I love that phrase, right, make it work for you, um, 
I just, yeah, I decided to kind of be proactive and go after it. So I hope that helps people listening in, you know, whatever context is right for them. Yes. Yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. Now, how do you think one should balance the creating of an event as in the actual work that's uh-huh. going to go on stage and then, of course, the marketing and PR? Because, of course, one can spend hours if one chooses, or days if one chooses, on the social media side and also... Yeah. Not, because, of course, it's not the social media, it's also the actual old-fashioned print stuff. And mm-hmm. How do you suggest we balance that? Um... Well, I think the first thing to do is, you know, there are systems you can put in place to automate certain things. So there are websites. Am I names of websites? You can do what you want, love. <laughs> oh, you've cut out of me. Say that again. You hear me now? Yes. There's a website called Hootsuite.com, and you can oh, program yes. some media up front. So in terms of balancing, I would say, you know, look for ways to put systems in place where you can automate as much of as you can. But also, in terms of balancing the process, you know, well, it's using different sides of your brain, isn't it? So, you know, selling something and creating it largely, I think, come from slightly different places. So in terms of balancing it for work effectiveness, I would say, you know, you've, you've got to treat it like a job. You know, you've got to really schedule things in and, you know, make appointments with yourself. So, for example, you know, I love, you know, when I was in Ibiza writing for your own publicist, I was very good at kind of, you know, endlessly writing it and 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 then you know i got very in my head it was only when it was finished and and i started doing press for it that i actually had to go wow okay this is a another really good opportunity for me to sort of walk my talk um but yeah i'd say you've, you've got to really treat it like a job so you know schedule schedule things in you know you make appointments with yourself um if you've got a, you know if you if you're inviting journalists down to come and see your work or you're meeting them for a coffee you know, really do what you need to do to get into that headspace at the time. Okay. So can I ask on that? Because this is for me, I'm pretty, I've always been okay at marketing actually, and uh, I've understood the, the importance of having a strong brand and a logo and all that. But when it comes to trying to call up a journalist to say, hello, will you come? Or come along to my free thing and I'll give you free drinks. Even then, it's really hard, I think. Is there anything you should tell yourself before you pick the phone up? that that's a really great question i i still dislike doing that um i think you know in terms of what to tell yourself i would say you know two things the first is this is just a job okay it's not personal journalists generally very busy they generally have people calling them all day offering them different things so if they are uh snappy or they sound disinterested really it's not you okay like you just have to really be on your own side about that and say you know what like i'm just doing my job um, in the program, I go into a section, I think it's section two, um, you'll probably know this better than me, but I, you know, understanding yourself as a brand, and I get to write down a description of themselves as if they were a brand, and I think by doing that, it really helps you being a, to be objective. Um, and when you're speaking to the, you know, to, to the press, think about selling yourself as a brand. You're not selling yourself as a person, right? You're selling your work. Um, and the second thing is, you know, just to really... You know, make sure that the journalist you're calling is actually right for the pro- the project. Um, I mean, I, I also write. I have a, a website called mungbeansandchampagne.com, and I, I write for several websites um, in Europe and also one in America. And it's amazing the amount of press releases I get sent for things that are just completely irrelevant. And 
I would say if you're calling journalists, if you're actively engaging the media to come down and, uh, you know, meet you or see your project in whatever capacity, you know, before you call them, you've really got to make sure that you, you know, that they are the right journalists to speak to. Do, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, no, no, that makes complete sense. So you don't feel like such a intrusive human being. Because it, no. it, it is a psychological thing, isn't it? Even though you've spent however long you have doing the process, that's why... Well, that's why there are publicist marketers, because it's quite nice to be able to pass that, um, no, I'm too busy, and all that kind of, you know, the wall that you have to go through to kind of sell yourself. It's such a different process, and you're almost saying, my stuff's good enough to come and be seen, and I don't know why it's such an issue for most creatives, but it certainly is for me. I think as creative people, we're that very attached to and involved with our work. I mean, you know... If you're an artist of any kind, you know, writer, painter, actor, whatever, you know, you are your work, you know, you, you are your brand. So it's understandable that there's going to be a lot of emotional attachment. But I think exactly what you said, sometimes, you know, the wall you have to go through, you know, uh, you know, journalists are too busy to speak or they don't respond to email, things like that. The important thing to really do is, you know, like I said, is, you know, be really objective, you know. It's not personal, and you just have to learn to play the game. Yes, I suppose looking at it as a game is a bit more... It's, yeah, no one's going to ever die from calling a journalist up. Uh, so I don't think... Well, possibly there are in some countries, but certainly not in the Western world. So, uh, yeah, the British... Hope, sorry? Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. No, no, no. Great. So that's good. So, um, just wrapping up, really, are there any mo- memorable moments in your life that you think, God, I've really made it, or just moments where your projects really flowed, be it working for someone else or your own projects? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think one of... A moment... Well, several, but, I mean, one moment that really meant a lot to me recently was somebody actually emailed me um, after having read an article of mine, and they said that it really helped them through a difficult time in their life. And not to sound too cheesy but that really meant the world to me because you know I try and put a lot of myself into what I write um and the fact that somebody said that you know it helped them that really helped a lot um and also with Be Your Own Publicist I mean you know it's it's selling really well um in New York funnily enough um and you know I get emails every now and then from people saying how much it's helped them or you know it's really made them think um I don't think there's been one moment in particular where I think, wow, I've made it, but I certainly do feel very proud of the progress I've made. And, in fact, you know, the programme I've created, because what I think makes it so special is that actually everything in there I've done myself and it's worked for me or for clients I coach. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's, you know, it's lots of little moments, but the, to answer that, I guess, is, you know, what means the most to me is when people kind of respond nicely to my work and it gives them something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it always makes, yeah, it's, it's a different, and those moments stay with you. I think you tend to remember either the negative comments or the the moments when people come up to you crying, going, that touched me or that helped me or, as you say, those kind of things, really. It's amazing how helping others, I've had that with a few blog posts and things I've done recently. I've been, you know, contacted by other actors and actresses going, thanks for the reminder, it's, it's really great. And I've, I've one piece I've written, I swear to you, I must have had like 15 people come and say that. And I just thought, oh, well, at least I've done some good today. <laughs> so, I love brought that up. I, I think, you know, it, helping people, it, it's such an important thing, especially in any area, but I think especially as creative people, 
we have so much to give, right? Like, we have so much that we want to share. And I'll be really honest, I mean, you know, there are times when I'm kind of, like, I can be overly involved in my own process and things I'm working on or whatever. You know, I've recently really started up, you know, studying again. And, and something that I write in the programme, which, to be honest with you, is something I try and really live my life by. And I say, you know, if you can take one thing from a painful or difficult time in your life and you can use it to help one person through your art or your work, you know, in whatever way, then the pain actually becomes benefit. So you've kind of, as they say in Buddhism, you know, you've turned poison into medicine. Yeah, you've created value. Exactly, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> you've created value. Yeah, poison into medicine still works. But I think, you know, I, I'm really happy that you mentioned that because, I, you know, it is really easy, isn't it, to... I try not to look at life like a rat race because I believe what you, what you believe becomes true for you. But I do think that, you know, when we go from competitive to collaborative... Like, everybody wins, right? There's enough to go around for everyone. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'm kind of maybe going on a bit too much now. No, no, no. I think it's, well, this is the, the good stuff, really. I like that competitive and, um, not competitive, but collaborative makes a lot of sense. And actually, Ken said to me this morning, he's, he said, uh, to be successful as a creative, you have to just make a choice that you're going to make it work. Which, of course, then leading on from what you've just said, which also means that where, when good or bad things happen, you have to take it and turn it and keep moving forward think you know uh, yeah i mean i love i love that you know you have to decide to make it work and you do you know there's been loads of times when i've done things and like no one's responded or it's gone wrong or you know several nasty emails whatever you just have to make a decision that you're going to work at this but also that you're going to support yourself because i think ultimately you know you, there's that saying isn't there you know you, you can either be your own best friend or your own worst enemy and i think whether you're creative or not but for the sake of you know the people listening as a creative you know really decide to like be on your own side and, and expand what you think is possible for yourself because you're only ever held back by what you think is possible for you you know I remember when I was at school um, a teacher said to me Ryan you ask too many questions and it's totally <laughs> one per lesson or you're going to have a detention I mean I was like less than 12 you know I was really young <laughs> And I remember being really embarrassed about how inquisitive my mind was. And it is, you know, it still is now. And it took me years to get over asking questions. You know, it took me years of saying, sorry to ask a question, but... And it's only when I got to, like, you know, my mid-twenties, people would say, why do you apologise for asking questions? So I guess, I don't know where this is relevant, but I, I just kind of wanted to mention it to people, you know. If there's anything from your past like that that you feel is holding you back now, promoting your work, just decide to let it go you know i just um i just wrote a piece yesterday called how to stop letting your past hold you back when promoting your work and you know i really think as creative people most creatives are very sensitive as well aren't they yes um which is a blessing and a curse <laughs> but i think i love the knowing laugh there but i think you know what's really important is going back to what ken said you know decide to make it work for you and i would add to that you know Really, you know, support yourself in learning things that can take you forward. You know, I'm a publicist, or I, you know, I was a publicist before I did this, so I knew how to PR things. But if you're an actor, you know, you're not trained as a publicist, it's understandable you don't know those things yet. Um, so I'd say, you know, seek out things and people that can help you, but also, you know, really look at your belief system about yourself, because what you believe about yourself will affect everything that you do, whether it's 
how you write your work, how you speak to people, what you think is possible, how you interpret things, whatever. And I think, you know, a really, really big part of being your own publicist is really, it's your mindset, it's the way you think. It's, you know, when I was in an agency, you know, we, like, we defended our clients and we'd always, you know, call up journalists and just, you know, how amazing they are and they're brilliant. And if anything negative was said, you know, we were the first people to defend that. And I think in life, you know, you should be like that about yourself, you know, really, just really kind of decide to, you know, actually really be on my side about this, you know? Yeah, no, this sounds perfect. Great. Well, thank you, Ryan. That's a really good way to end on a positive note. How can people get hold of you and uh, also get hold of the uh, book as well if they want? Well, um, firstly, thank you for having me. It's been lovely to talk to you again. Yay. And got some value out of it. Mm. You can actually check out my stuff on www.beingyourownpublicist.com and sign up for my free weekly um mindset and PR strategy emails and I'm giving away uh, free copies of a mini project called 10 ways to instantly promote yourself and your work and if you're interested in knowing more about the Be Your Own Publicist introductory program you can look at it on my website under products and programs or you can send me an email personally at ryan at beingyourownpublicist.com and we can explore things like you know if you'd like to work together on your PR or your mindset um, and I'd be happy to you know see how I can help. Perfect, great. Well, I'll pop all those um, links and stuff into the show notes. So very much uh, thank you, Ryan. I, uh, I'm determined to get through your course. I'm going to try and do a bit every week and with everything else I'm doing because I'm sure it's going to make a huge difference. And uh, thank you. You're very compliment. Again, thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Well, I enjoyed that podcast so much that I've actually asked Ryan if he'll come back again in about a month as he's going to do some online coaching with me. So I'm going to give him one of my product launches to look at and I'm going to get him to give me some advice. And we're going to do it as part of a podcast process so that you can all have a listen because I'm sure he can give you some real extra value. And if you have got any questions for Ryan that you want to answer on the podcast, I will ask him. So just let me know. If you have enjoyed this podcast or any of the others, please, if you could go to iTunes and rate it, it would be really useful. No cost involved just to give us a rating because that way more people can hear and uh, get involved in these. That'd be great. Thank you very much and uh, have a lovely day. Bye bye.